In this session, uh, Maverick University will be covering Soul Winning for Beginners, Part 4. Uh, we'll be going over some tips for soul owners, how to be prepared in every way possible uh, to go out soul winning and lead people to Jesus Christ. Joining me is uh, Vice President Dr. Mike Hall, Vice President of Providence Baptist College, and he's going to talk to us about some things that we can do, practical things, uh, things we need to bring with us, things we need to be thinking about, and uh, just to make sure that we're in a position to be successful leading people to Christ. Well, we can we can make a great gospel presentation, but if there's some physical distraction that's there, it's not going to be doing any good. Sure. So I just wrote down a few common sense things that all of us, I guess, ought to really understand, but it might help to be a prompt on some of those things that, that uh, uh, just will help us be more effective as we're out there. So one of the first things I looked at was kind of in the physical area. One, be clean and be well-groomed. I mean, that sounds obvious, but you know, if you're scruffy and ratty looking when you're out there, then people aren't going to be as interested in paying attention. And if you have some kind of body odor or <laughs> bad breath, you know, as we're talking to, to, to an individual like we were talking here, we're in fairly close proximity. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, if you've got a problem with bad breath, uh, it's going to be a distraction. That's quite the distraction. Yeah, that's exactly oh, right. Yeah. And so you're going to want to have to make sure that you're well-groomed and, and uh, you know, you don't have anything that's a distraction while you're out there. You always want to look sharp. Yeah. Uh, people will pay attention to somebody that looks sharp but uh, may not to somebody that just looks ratty and nasty when they're out they there. They might never even open the door to begin with. Yeah, that's exactly know. right. They look out there and they see something. What is, is this a homeless person or something or whatever? Yeah. But you ought to do what you can to, to be well-groomed, uh, have your clothes match. Um, one, one of the things that you want to do is, uh, and of course it depends on the ministry, but, uh, you know, I've got a polo shirt on today. You've got a nice button-down shirt uh, here as long as the weather's nice, it's been nice lately, we can wear polo shirts if it's got some ministry-related logo that we have. Mm -hmm. um, uh, of course, at any time, you can wear a button-down shirt like you have on with a tie. Uh, I, ge I generally try to stay away from white shirts and ties because then you're the Mormons in town or whatever the case may be. Uh, I just want to look like a, a well-dressed, concerned neighbor when I'm out there and, and do what I can to look sharp. So it's important that we work physically clean or neat and clean in appearance. Um, want to make sure, like I said, that your breath is not offensive. Uh, make sure that, uh, that you smile and are friendly. Some people that comes naturally to. Others don't. And if it doesn't, you have to work at it. Some people may not even be conscious. That's exactly you know. right. And that's why it's so important to have go out, go out two by two. Of course, this is a this is a, a time and place where it's essential that we go out in pairs and, and not by ourselves so much anymore. Um, but your partner can help you with something. Uh, not too long ago, um, I, my partner and I pulled up to our soul winning area and I slid out of the, the truck. And of course, we have, I have cloth seats in my truck and I hear it rip. And so I get out, didn't think anything about it. I get out and I go walking over toward our soul winning area. And my partner who's right behind me says, you do know that your pants are ripped all the way up the back, right? And I'm going, oh, great. What a great soul winning experience. Yeah, that's exactly oh, right. Goodness. And so, I mean, but if my partner wasn't observant, and, and I, it was apparently so bad that it didn't take much to observe, um, if he hadn't been observant, you know, who, who knows what interesting uh, stories would have been told as a result of that. Oh, day, yeah, no doubt. Hey, some guy came knocking on my door. Yeah. You should have seen it. It was okay till he walked away. <laughs> and so, you know, that's, and so that's, that's helpful. You don't want to be a distraction out there from whatever might be the case. Yeah. Um, be, be upright and, and be um, confident and be 
uh, have an excited look as you walk to the door. Posture is a lot of nonverbal communication. Absolutely is. And these days, like I said, you know, people are watching cameras that they have and, and listening in on what's going on. And, you know, if you're just kind of some kind of ratty, you know, frowny kind of a person coming to the door, uh, they're not going to be interested in talking to you. And like I said a little bit earlier on, you may have to work at a little bit uh, looking friendly at the door. Like you said, your, your partner can help with that. Uh, you know what? You really didn't look too friendly when you're at the door there. You know, and your knock ought to be friendly. You don't have a friendly knock when you knock on the door. And and like I said, when when folks come to the door, boy, I got that track right out. Hey, just want to make sure that you got one of these. And I'm friendly and excited when I do that. So you want to be physically prepared, upright. Uh, have have everything you're trying to carry um, figured out. How you're going to handle it. Um, right now, we're taking door hangers out. We're taking individual tracks out. We have our Bible, we have a street sheet, and a pen. It's a lot to manage. Yeah, it is. And, and then you've got to knock a door. Yeah. And so I have you know, everything in one hand, sequenced like I'm going to use them. So my right hand is free to where I, whoop, almost dropped my notes there, where I can knock on somebody's door and things aren't sliding and falling and whatever like just did a minute ago here. Um, and, and, and have yourself organized in how you go about, about doing that. Uh, another thing to be careful of is we try to keep records and keep track of you know where we are and who we're talking to. So we have what's called a street sheet, and on that street sheet we write everybody that we talk to and that kind of a thing, uh, and and want to want to make sure that we we are keeping good records. Uh, but you want to be a little careful about um, writing that where you are when you're writing that stuff on your street sheet. When you just somebody just closed the door, you don't want to stay standing at their door writing stuff down. Because they may go, I wonder what they're writing about us. Suspicious. Yeah, that's right. Or, and, and by the same token, you don't want to go around to the next house and you're standing there while they're looking out on the, through their camera and writing on your street sheet. We understand that it's just a convenience, and, and, but they don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So you want to be a little careful about how you go about doing all that. So you want to be physically prepared. You want to look sharp. You want to, you want to convey uh, a good, uh, exciting, upbeat uh, image with it. Uh, you also want to be mentally repaired, prepared. And, and everything we've talked about here before is, it lends into that. You need to know your material. You need to know what you're doing, what you're going to say. You need to, like I said, have everything organized and ready to go. Uh, you've, you've thought through it. And, and you want to be in a position of constantly working on your craft. By that I mean is never stop learning how you can be more effective as a soul winner. When you go out with somebody, listen to what they do. Pick up illustrations. Study. Um, there's a lot of Jehovah Witnesses in our area up here. Not a lot of Mormons. It, it, I, try to, I try to learn and understand what Jehovah Witnesses are talking about in case I run across somebody that has a question about it or I run across one at the door. Uh, we have an also awful lot of Eastern religion folks in our area here too, so I want to know how to be able to talk to them. One, one person whose door I talked on, the wife uh, was from Laos and was an uh, 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 ancestralist. They worship their ancestors, so I needed to know a little bit about So I went back and studied on it a little bit and learned about it. And so constantly be working on uh, what it is that we're going to do as we're sharing the gospel with others. We start with a very simple, narrow skeleton outline that we've been talking about. Then it's up to us to expand our knowledge, and in so doing, it expands the people that, can, that God can bring by and we can be effective in witnessing to. Uh, Dr. Larry Brown at Marion Avenue uh, Baptist Church in Washington, Iowa, years ago, preached a message on God as an investor. And God's the wisest investor out there. And he's not going to bring somebody by somebody who has no ability whatsoever to witness to him. 
If you, if you are fluent in how to talk to Muslims, God's going to bring the Muslims by you. If I don't know anything about them, he's not going to be as likely to bring them by me. And if my knowledge is limited to this amount, that's, all, that's the only range of people that he's going to bring across. Me like me. That's exactly right. And so we constantly want to be prepared. Many are the times that I've had to go home after having been soul winning and having been stumped by somebody yep. or being stumped by the same thing twice and then banging my head against the wall, why didn't I prepare? Exactly right. God, yeah. I'm sure God, if there's a way we can avoid it, obviously, but I'm sure God understands you get stumped once, but he doesn't understand when you get stumped twice because that's our fault when we do that. And, and other things you ought to do to be mentally prepared is, is set away or behind you problems or issues or things or what are you going to do in the afternoon. I mean, for me, that's probably one of my most difficult things. I had a thousand things going on. And, and uh, so in the back of my mind, if I'm not careful, I start engaging with that rather than the task that I have at hand. And the ta- there is no important, more important task than what we're doing when we're out soul winning. And I need to be consumed mentally with what's going on, what I'm doing, looking at my environment, uh, you know, and, and figuring out everything that I'm doing. So if I've had issues, problems, or a scheduling thing going on, you need to set all that stuff behind you so you can focus in on what you're doing. And of course, the key to this thing also is being spiritually prepared. As, as Christians, we have the assurance that God is with us always and will help guide us into all conversation, but we have to be spiritually in tune to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And if we're not, God's the channel between us and God, our spirit to the Holy Spirit, is clogged, and we're not getting the benefit that we could have. Yeah, anybody that's been soiling any amount of time knows that you've been out there before, and a question came up, and you started talking about stuff, and you're going, I have no idea where I came up with that. I've been there. Yeah. And it's right Amazing. on. It's right on. That's right. And that's because the Holy Spirit is the one who speaks to us. Uh, the Bible talks about you know, not being afraid to answer somebody's questions because God will give you what, he need, what you need at the time. But that only happens if we're spiritually prepared. And a part of that thing, I think personally even, begins, we go out and do our heavy lifting soul winning on Saturdays, even on Friday night. I like to start preparing myself spiritually. And then on Saturday morning, I make sure there's no distractions. I'm not paying any attention to anything else. I'm focusing in on what I'm going to be doing for that next period of time that I'm out there so that I can just make sure that I'm as spiritually prepared as I possibly can. God will do his part. God will do his work. But we need to make sure we're prepared. And and I might add this, too. This isn't an on-off switch. You don't turn on the spirituality Friday night before you go out Saturday, and the rest of the week God doesn't even know you're around. Mm -hmm. The most effective soul winners are those that have the closest walk with God. And God says, you know what, I'd like to share our relationship with somebody else. If you have no relationship with God, what is there to share? It's true. And so for if you want to be and I want to be the most effective soul winners we possibly can be, our devotional life is absolutely essential. Every day we have to meet with the Lord. Every day we have to talk with the Lord. And, and, and by the way, we're not soul winners on Saturdays only. Yeah, you're talking about this on-off switch. This soul-winning switch is always on. It it should be. It should be. That's right. And if we're not in tune and we're not walking with the Lord, we'll probably pass up more opportunities through the week than we ever would on a weekend to be able to share the gospel with somebody and probably with a closer connection through the week than you would have cold knocking doors on Saturday. So it's absolutely essential as Christians that we have a good walk with the Lord if we're sincere about wanting to be effective in sharing the gospel uh, with others. In the crazy times we're in in this country, uh, obviously Christians have an obligation to be involved politically. We should be. It is our obligation as Americans. But far more than that is if each of us reach one 
And if we were to do that once a week, you know, it wouldn't be very long before this country would be back on a spiritual plane like it used to be. Christians need to get back to being... Christians, that's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly right. So if you kind of think about some of these things, most of this is all common sense. But you know, we get so caught up and busy in our day-to-day lives, uh, we just we we need to to make sure that we uh, are, are in tune with all physical things. And, and physical things like you know extreme weather. If if um, you're down south, extreme weather is in the summer. Oh, I mean, it is brutal in the summer. We lived in Alabama for three years, and soul winning was was. I was knocking on the door of a white trailer, and the sun was to my back, bouncing off that trailer right on me, and the gal decides she wants to get saved. And I'm going, no, not today, you don't. (laughs) And so I'm standing there, and sweat is running off of me. Up north here, summers aren't a problem. But 30 below zero is, Mm -hmm. and we still go out and knock doors sometimes when that's the case but you better be prepared for it. So you need to be physically prepared. We need to be mentally prepared. Get away all the distractions. Work on your craft. We need to be spiritually prepared where we have a daily walk with the Lord and then just kick it in a little bit extra as you're going to go out and do a supernatural work on Saturdays. Well, thanks so much for the big overview of these you know, hints and helps for us. And of course, the specific things that he was referencing are in previous videos. That'll be uh, links to those in the description below. You can go back and uh, watch those videos and benefit from those as well. So Brother Hall, I appreciate soul winning for the beginner and what we can do uh, to make a difference for Christ.